Welcome to episode 114 of Drew's Sports Crew. Here on this Sunday night, myself, Drew Skyberg, I'm bringing you the news in the sports world. As always, more specifically here, the Wisconsin sports world, right? We had a, a great past week, right, of Brewers baseball. I don't want to say Bucks because, right, we know what the Budenholzer surge. What's going on there? Um, just was touching up the mic. There, we're good. Okay. Um, but anyways, you know, looking at the week, it was, hey, the Brewer Prediction Challenge. What if I told you all went undefeated in week seven? Hold on. Where, I, I got to get a cheer up. I might, there's a clap involved in that too. Undefeated, predicted every single game, every single outcome in the final record. Very exciting stuff, but that happened this past week. The sweep of the Royals, very, very nice. A sweet sweep, I'd say. Uh, Apple TV on Friday was not so sweet, but we overcame it. We got the win. Yelch is hot. I'll talk all about it in the Brewer Talk. I did want to talk a little bit here before we start into what's going on, because you'll notice in the title, EWC, Eastern Wisconsin Conference, Spring Sports, What what's going on here? So um, as the season was winding down, I did want to incorporate back some of the some of the EWC stuff again as it's Wisconsin sports-themed. And right, there's some some people in the audience too, right? Some listeners who are who wanted to make sure right they could stay up to date what's going on in the spring sports. And I felt you know now was a good time to address that as we're getting into the spring sports playoffs. And uh, again, with Bucks playoffs going on and Brewers play, you know Brewers season starting up, it was kind of tough, not able to really fit spring sports in with the mix, right? But glad you know, I mean, it's unfortunate the Bucks season ends so early, but. You know, in a sense, now we have some, some more time to talk about what's going on in the East Wisconsin Conference and spring sports. You know, it'll be time we put to good use here. Um, and with that, mostly today we're going to be looking at baseball, softball, and girls soccer. Unfortunately, golf and track, we talked about in last year, very tough to find information. Um, so that's not going to be possible, but I can tell you um, baseball – Softball, girls soccer, got some good stuff lined up. We have standings report. We'll be looking at stats. We'll be reading some crazy team stats, right? I'll, I'll throw some that I think are wild, you know, for any any baseball fan, any sports fan, let alone. So keep those in mind. And we'll also go through some league leaders. Remember the home run report? We got to talk about who's hit some home runs in 2023. So we'll highlight that. We're going to, again, as I mentioned, we're going to go right to the Milwaukee Brewers after that. Talk about that perfect week in the Brewer Prediction Challenge. And then lastly, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up with the Milwaukee Bucks. We have It's a small report, right? We have some new candidates in mind. Um, as I did say last week, I said, uh, what, what team? I said there's going to be some teams who are going to disappoint in the semifinals, and their coaches will be let go. Monty Williams has kicked that off, and I am a believer that Doc Rivers will be following him Coming up here shortly after that game seven loss to Boston. So there will be two guys right there. And then there's also some guys we'll, we'll, we'll also talk about in a bit. But, you know, we're going to start here with the EWC stuff I have on the bottom. As you see, have EWC questions. You can send them in. I'll do my best to, to get that information for you all. But let's get going here. So we're going to start in the world of baseball. All right. So. Varsity 2023 uh, conference, it's mostly wrapped up. 
right? Is what I, what I've been looking at. Um, some a few games left, but really, I mean, going through it, there's been a dominant team so far. There's been multiple dominant teams, but I, right now the Chilton Tigers and Max Preps is right the source for baseball and softball. So not with sports in this case, um, but again with sports for girls soccer will be we've been using them. So check. Check with sports out for all of right your girls' soccer sports needs, and then also check the if you're looking at baseball, softball, whatnot. Check out Max Preps for that; they do a great job compiling information. Coaches do a great job of inputting that information. So, start. Chilton leads the way in EWC baseball. The Chilton Tigers are 12 and 0 in conference, 18 and 1 overall. And I'll get to when I talk crazy team stats. I'll, you'll hear them after I go through all these teams. Number two in the conference is the Keel Raiders. They are ten and two in conference, fourteen and two overall. New Holstein. So then we have three, six, and six teams. We have New Holstein, Two Rivers, Sheboygan Falls, and then their overall records, respectively, six and seven, eight and seven, and seven and nine. Brilliant then is five and seven in comp or in conference, six and eight overall. Valders is two and ten in conference, four and fourteen overall. And then Ron Colley is one and eleven in conference, two and thirteen overall. So with that, looking at you know some of these crazy team stats, you ready for them? the Chilton Tigers? So they have given up only eleven runs in twelve games in conference. I mean that's a testament to the dominant pitching at Chilton. As right, Max Miller is a guy we talked about in other sports, um, but looking at that, and then also. Going right to the overall 18 and one. We talked about that being crazy. 17 game win streak, only 33 runs allowed to 163 runs scored overall. The thing is, you know, Chilton's been historically dominant, but dominant, but it's like Keel's getting, you know, not getting as much credit as they as they deserve it, right? It's, it's almost like basketball thing about Brilliant and Keel. Keel's that number two teams who have a historically great regular season. But you know, just uh, there's another team doing something even crazier. And in this case, we're looking at, right, Kill Raiders 10 and, right, I mentioned the 10 and 2 in conference, 126 runs scored, right, to 41 runs allowed. I mean, uh, like, talk about that plus 85 run differential overall, right, including non con games. That's incredible. Uh, they've only given up, right, they've only given up actually nine runs of non con games, uh, looking at it, but right, that's, Pretty dominant there um, for those two teams, for sure. I mean, like those are the main two stats I wanted to look at. Otherwise, right, New Holstein's run differential is right around, right, it's minus one. So it's right right around there, and Two Rivers is plus 11 there. Um, I want to talk through some stats here. You want to hear some crazy stats? Let's go through them here. Home run report, right? Starting there. We have we have some players. We have a player with two home runs in the, this case. And with how Max Preps works, we have to like manually search for the stats. Uh, we have Max Miller with two home runs, Brett Hart- Hartlub with two home runs as well, and then Tate Hartlub with one, Kane Kish with one from Valders, Austin Ebert with one from Valders, and then we have Ian Desilier from Keel with one, Justin Klinkner with one, Nathan Stefani with one, Matthew or Martin Dwayne with one, Xander Pop with one. Cole Rachek with one and Jack Schwartz with a home run as well. So these are my home runs so far this year. Let's go to ERA. Let's get your ERA leaders coming up. 
So currently, look, and right now I'm seeing um, Damian Gretz and Hudson Ludwig have yet to allow a run. Gretz in 15 and a third. Ludwig with 11 innings. So uh, an earned run, I say. Gretz has allowed a run, but an unearned run. Austin Grube from Chilton in 34 and two-thirds innings has only allowed one run. And Ryan Lisso has only allowed one run, 20 innings. Max Miller has allowed three runs in 40 innings. So talk about dominant. I mean, Chilton's pitchers are putting on a clinic. Mason Schmalz ERA is 1.28 right now in 43 and two-thirds. And then Nathan Stefani, 104. You know, skipped over to Schmall. I saw 43 and two-thirds. A lot of innings so far this year for Schmall. Um, but other than that, those are your ERA leaders. Let's get let's get you some crazy strikeout numbers. You ready for that? Leading the way, Mason Schmall, seventy five strikeouts in forty three and two thirds innings. And the next closest is sixteen away. Austin Groob, um, sixteen here in fifty nine strikeouts in thirty four and two thirds. Max Miller, forty seven in forty innings. Then e- then Ian Desalier with forty and twenty six innings. So. A lot of a lot of strikeout numbers there, and again, Schmall leading the way on that. Otherwise, I can give you some. We can go through a little bit of RBIs. Seen Max Miller with twenty, Nathan Savani with nineteen, Brett Harlob with eighteen. So those are your top three there. Um, that that's really what I want, want, to, want to touch on baseball. Might not seem like a lot, but just keep you in the loop. Playoffs are getting here shortly. I want to talk more. I know some of the girls' seedings came out today. However, I'm going to talk about more of those next week's episode. I'll talk and talk about that at the end here. Let's go to softball. So, all right. Um, there's two teams who are having really, really good seasons in baseball. Same goes for softball. Chilton is one of those two teams, but New Holstein comes in the mix here in softball. New Holstein actually is the better team in it. Or is the best team in softball. Um, although identical conference records, uh, New Holstein 12 and one. They are 20 and two overall. I'll read you some crazy run differential numbers shortly. Chilton 12 and one in conference, 16 and three overall. Valders 7 and six in conference, 9 and 11 overall. Brilliant 6 and six in conference, 10 and eight overall. Keel 6 and seven in conference, 14 and eight overall. Ron Colley 5 and eight in conference, 10 and nine overall. Two Rivers, three and ten in conference, five and twelve overall, and then Sheboygan Falls, zero and thirteen in conference, zero and eighteen overall. So key takeaways here, right? We have the Holstein, right? I mean that, that's the big one. Only seventeen runs allowed in conference. Chilton with eighteen runs allowed. But listen to this: the Holstein and non-con, right? They've only collectively have allowed forty-four runs in twenty-two games. That is incredible. Two runs a game, right there. In 52, or sorry, 52 runs for Chilton Tigers, they have allowed in 19 games. So, I mean, those are insane rough differentials. Uh, New Holstein's put up 220 runs. <laughs> I mean, these are video game numbers. New Holstein's run differential in conference games is plus 103. Chilton's is plus 133, right? I just read those numbers. You heard me right. Those are video game numbers. And then Valders, right? Although that 9-11 overall record I mentioned, they, they run their differential is plus three. 
which um, the brilliant, right, brilliant, the, the team that's below them in conference record, they have a plus 29 run differential overall. They also are 10 and 8. So it's interesting. Um, Valder's 7 and 6 in conference, but they are, they do have the worst, or not the worst, my apologies, but they um, have the third worst um, overall record in the conference. So the Valor's is executed well in those conference games. But then looking at it, let's go to some stats here. Touching on that, I want to go right away, right? We want to hear about the home runs. I know we do. So I'm going to pull up, I'm pulling up the home runs right now, the home run leaders for, for girls softball. It's loading. Come on. <laughs> but then going through it here, I have it up now. Okay, so these numbers are crazy. Are you ready for this? I, I yeah, I'm re- I'm reading what they provide on Max Preps. Again, thank you to Max Preps for this. But Alyssa Wolfel of New Holstein has 10 home runs in 78 plate appearances. Okay, yeah, I'm going to read that again. 10 home runs, 78 plate appearances. Alyssa Wolfel has put together a dominant, right, dominant regular season. And then her teammate, Haley Coleman, eight home runs in 68 plate appearances. So those two combined have 18 home runs. I'm pretty sure that's more than the rest of the conference has hit. So there you go. There's a stat for you. Um, there's actually a lot more here in softball, as expected. Uh, Addie Carls of Keel with two home runs. Megan Hokemer of Valders with two home runs. Gwendolyn Sell with two. Emma Edelman with two. Ariel Schneider. Hunter Romold. Amaya Brooks. Carter Miller. All of them have two. And then Abigail Judas. Ellie Jigman. Jan O'Connell. Maddie Tash. Ella Kuchenbecker. Kylie Piarki. Yeah, I got that PRQ last name right. Thank you to the Chilton people who corrected me on that. Um, I know it's a new whole scene there, but yes, it's PRQ. I got it. Uh, Emily Roaring, Macy Monroe, Keanu Lubke, Piper N, and Natalie Zeba all have one. So there's your home run report. A lot more home runs here. Let's go to ERA. Let's see what's going on with softball. Jenna Carls, 1.32 ERA in 37 innings. Natalie Zebel, 1.68 ERA in 62 and two-thirds. Wow, some crazy numbers. Brianna Ott, 2.4 ERA, 96 and a third. Right there. They can load more innings here. Hunter Romold with a 3.02 ERA in 92 and two-thirds. And I missed Liz Niels with Keel, 2.65 ERA in 87 and a third. So those are your, that's your ERA report. Uh, let's go over to strikeouts, and then we'll we'll go back to RBIs, kind of how we did for boys here. Strikeouts coming up here. Liz Neal's 103 strikeouts, 87 and a third. Brianna Ott, 65 strikeouts in 96 and a third. Looking for a nice strike. Okay, Jenna Carl's here. Uh, she's got 59 strikeouts in 37 innings pitched, so one of the best ratios in the conference. Uh, strikeout, right, K per nine is what we're looking at with that. Let's go. Okay. RBI time. Then we'll, we'll touch on girls soccer quick, right? Conference stats, standings, all that good stuff. All right. Let's Wolf has 33 RBIs. Gwendolyn cell has 30. Ariel Schneider has 30. Haley Coleman also joins her with 30. And then we have two with 22 Jordan Meyer and Abigail Judas. So 
there is your stats standings report for softball, right? Was for softball and baseball, the takeaways we have two in both sports, we have two historically dominant teams. And you know, I know historically you may be thinking undefeated, but with, with those run differentials we've seen, you know, it's I mean, these teams are making a run for right, they they are in good shape to make a really deep run here come playoff time. So it's playoff time right around the corner here. So soccer time, let's go through it. And, you know, a team that's been dominant in soccer the last few years for girls soccer, you can guess who leads the top, right? Who's on top. It's the kill Raiders, right? Led by Taylor Shad. We've talked about them last year, right? History is repeating itself here. Uh, but Sheboygan Falls, another team that's right, historically been dominant. Number two, there, six and one. New Holstein is four and two. They are at the three spot. Ron Colley's two and five at the f- number four. Valder's one and six. Two Rivers own six. I'm wondering, I know I went through that fast, but I'm wondering if anyone can reach out with information on that. But we have we saw some sort of co-op involved with this before, like Green Bay NEW Lutheran. I'm wondering what's going on with that. Is that something still going on? Right now we have six teams listed in the EWC, right? And um, so monitoring that, but. I'm seeing this right. Kills only allowed two goals all year. I can't. Is that is that right? Or do they haven't allowed two goals? I mean, it says it says a it says they've only allowed two goals a year, but I don't think that's that's right on here. But um, reading the soccer scoring here. Um, but anyways. They are led again by Taylor Shaw. 32 goals this year in six, ooh, 17 games, technically. I mean, I didn't read the overall records. They're 16 0 1 overall. Schwing Falls 9 4 overall. New Holstein 4 8. Roncalli 2 8. And then Valor's 1 8. Two Rivers 0 8. So they've tied a game, too. So um, not sure about def- differentials here on with sports again for girls' soccer, but I can give you the stats here. Again, Shad leads the way with 32 goals. Ava uh, Potokar, 24 goals. Addison Schweely, Sheboygan Falls, right? We recognize her name for basketball, 16 goals. Leading the way in assists, Abby Moore, 28 assists. And then Tavi Sager, 14 assists. And then Lydia Vandermeer, 13 assists. Saves for goalies. Megan Ertman, 159 saves. Leads the way. Alexis Zinkel. 84 saves, and then Kylie Kroll, 25 saves. So stats, um, like those are the stats there. Uh, I wanted to touch on here the schedule here coming up. I, I can read through these. These are, right, we have some games tomorrow night. Your Monday schedule is Valder's going to Roncalli, Two Rivers to Sheboygan Falls, Kiel to New Holstein. Kiel to New Holstein is 7 o'clock is what I'm seeing. Uh, could be a good one there in New Holstein. And then Thursday, I'll read those games as well. Valor's Sturgeon Bay, Schwein Falls, Keel, Val, and then oh, this is where, yeah, they have a bunch of makeup games. So that Valor's Sturgeon Bay is going to be Tuesday. My apologies. Then Sheboygan Falls, Keel on Thursday, along with Valor's Two Rivers, Ron Colley, New Holstein. So again, with. EWC sport spring sports. We have the beautiful rain cancellation and weather postponements in March games comes back to us in May. I'm sure. We see We saw that in other sports as well, right? Golf's always a tough one as well. Like with that, but 
want to touch on some of EWC here, spend like 15 minutes or so kind of wrapping up what's going on uh, next week. Again, I'll, I'll talk at the end of the episode what the game plan will be. So there's your EWC report. Thank you, Wisports. Thank you, Max Preps, for that information. We're going to go to the Milwaukee Brewers here. What is going on with the Brew Crew? Um, I predicted. What, what was your prediction, Drew? It was, yeah, I talked about it. It was right. I said four. So I said four and two. Guess what? They finished four and two. Talked about how that went through, my intuition behind it, right? Stems a lot through matchups. I've had again people reach out at your sports crew on TikTok. How are you predicting win and loss for one week ahead of time? And right, I mean the answer comes down to it comes down to matchups. So we're looking right. Ray started today. It's like, okay, well, but you gotta look. Jordan Lyles started for the since the Kansas City Royals, right? A team and like Lyles numbers end up being not so great. He's allowed, I think it was the third most home runs in all of baseball. Um, he's 0 6. Wasn't a great matchup for Lyles either at American Family Field. So look at this brew lineup that hits what righties well. They got they got blessed with a lot of righties. Um and you know, Saturday, yesterday was tough, but uh, they get that walk-off win. Craig yells for two home runs. I was at the game last Monday, right? It was in the Johnsonville party deck. I talked about it. Food is excellent. I would recommend if any of you all can go into the party deck, all-inclusive area, please do it. It's phenomenal. Great food. All you can drink, soft drinks. Pretty cool. Tuesday and Wednesday, they lose, however. Ended up being tough matchups, really. I mean, Lauer got rocked. Lauer moves into this bullpen role, which he flourished today in. But, you know, looking from here, it's okay. Tough game Tuesday. Tough game Wednesday. Uh, but then, you know, you get that off day Thursday. And I talked about the blessed off day where we have another one next, like this Thursday upcoming one, the May 18th. Um, so keeping that in mind, and then you win the Apple TV game where it was 699 or something to watch. I was not happy, which again, yeah, I know they had a free trial option, what whatnot. So you're able to take advantage of that, but it's, it's not good. Right. And I know many people have complained about this, so I'm not going to repeat their words, but. Not a good look for baseball. Try to like make each thing a little bit subscription based. Like NBC, like having the the Peacock uh, game on Sunday, having the Zappel TV games on Friday. I was hoping they were gonna do it like last year, where it was gonna be okay. Everyone can watch. You just gotta make an Apple account. Like sure, like th- like that's fine. But when money gets involved, of for like preventing player or team player, what am I saying? Players, teams, fans watching their teams with the players. There we go. Then we have a problem. So. Unfortunate, but Brewers win regardless if you cannot watch. And that's a, just a good way to go to the ballpark then. If they're right with the luxury of the game being in Kansas City, I ended up or not in Kansas City in the Milwaukee. I ended up not going, but would have wanted to go. So going through what I have for this upcoming week, right? So we talked Lauer pitching in that dominant out of the bullpen today. I think that was a big takeaway. Yelich is still hot. Three home runs in the last two days. Great series. He's batting over 300 in his last 15 games. Um, exit Velo's up. I mean, just all, all the things you want to see from Yelich. I think I should say the launch angle's up is the better thing. Yelich was two for four. He's playing like this. The Brewers are going to keep winning games. Right? Um, Lauer actually gets the win in this one. But, like, we just need to figure out with Lauer what's going on. 
Uh, you ready to hear his stat line, though, today? You know, it was five and a third. He finished the rest of the game. Uh, six strikeouts. This is that piggyback start I was talking about more with. It was 2021. Go back there. Hauser and Lauer. Like the, like the thought of piggybacking those two in a playoff game where it actually backfired bringing Hauser out of the bullpen. I mean, that's what we saw from Ray and Lauer today. And in this case, you know, they allow six runs collectively, but it was, again, four from Ray, uh, two from Lauer. Uh, you got to be pleased with it. Lauer ends up throwing 87 pitches. I, I, I don't know. Weird game, weird day, but Brewers get the job done on Mother's Day. So you could love to see that. Um, and again, the game Saturday was wild. Jared was from Journey to Million, right? Happy birthday to him. He's 21 now. He was able to attend the game Saturday, so he had good things to say about that win, of course. Um, but going through this week, so right back to the Brewer Prediction Challenge. Coming off my perfect week, I gotta. I'll say that was the last time I'm saying it. I really, really wanted to cherish the perfect week because um, I had some people doubting my perfect, like doubting the prediction challenge, and I'm like, just, just watch it, just watch it do its thing. So we have St. Louis for three. We have Tampa for three. Both are on the road. Matchups are not not so great, right? I mean, especially being on the road. But what I'm looking at right away is those probable pitchers. And right now it looks like, as of when I was looking, it looked like we are going to have Burns on Wednesday, right? So not that I'm penciling it when Wednesday's a win, but I like the Brewers' chances against the Cardinals on Wednesday a lot. But let me tell you, looking, so I want to read through those probable starters. So to start, right, we have Freddie Peralta and Jack Flaherty. So I have a win. I have a Monday as the win. I think the Brewers are going to hit Flaherty well. I don't like Tuesday. Not I don't like this matchup for Wade Miley against this righty heavy St. Louis lineup. And I don't like Jordan Montgomery, who was dominant against the Brewers last time around. And this Brewers team struggles with lefties. So don't like that from a perspective on Tuesday. I like the Brewers getting the job done on Wednesday with the win. So I like two out of three against St. Louis. You have that off day Thursday. Hopefully a good rest day for the bullpen. And then we go to Friday. And that's where it's like, okay, now I'm doing some speculation. Right, more on those weekend series. It's kind of trying to predict who's going to be going out there, but right, thinking of like the schedule. Ray could be up pretty soon again, right? If we think all the way to Friday, um, Hauser, right? I, I don't like those two matchups, so I do have I have Hauser starting Friday. I have a loss there, um, and Tampa should be bringing back. Right, they're going to do the opener stuff, but they have some. I'm not right. We know we're not going to get glass now, but. It's certainly not going to be an easy test because Tampa, all arms are available, right? You know, who knows? So, and they have an off day Thursday, I believe, as well. So, um, just monitoring that. But my point, race Saturday, then. I don't like that matchup. And actually, the Rays are not off Thursday. So, keeping that in mind. But Sunday is the game I like the Brewers to win. It's looking like it could be Peralta making two starts this week. I like to see that, and I like the Brewers. Um, so in this case, it's a three and three week. I know, I know people don't like when I do the three and three weeks, but I think you win the series in St. Louis, two out of three. 
You lose in Tampa two out of three. You lose Friday and Saturday. You avoid the sweep on Sunday. So that's my prediction there. Regarding team-wise, I mean, Brewers got to just keep doing doing, doing their thing. Yelch needs to stay hot as he has. And, I mean, credit Lauer what he's down with the bullpen. It's tough coming out of the bullpen, kind of losing your starting spot in the rotation, skipping his term, and has his best outing of the year today on Mother's Day. So just funny how baseball works sometimes, but that's that's where I'm, I'm hitting at. Um, Brewers just got to keep the offense hot. I mean, this team is as good as it is when it's scoring runs. And I know it's a cliche, but when you have uh, the pitching – Right, the Brewers have it's that's how it's been the last few years. So, time to go to what are the Milwaukee Bucks doing? I talked last week about my predicted coaches. I had Nick Nurse on top of my list. Um, and I had some, I had as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I had the guys who you know might get fired. I, now we know Monty Williams, like he moves to my on, at least on top of my list. Uh, Brewers are now wow, Brewers. Mark Jackson is getting an interview for the Bucks coaching job. He was again a finalist for the Kings job last year. Not sure what I think about that, um, but right, a, a former Golden State's a state coach, um, and he actually coached the Warriors for th- from 2011 to 2014. Uh, that that's like the main information on him. Still, I think Nurse needs to be one you're looking at. And then Monty Williams. And there's no official word on any of those guys, Nurse or Williams, getting interviews. But honestly, it sounds like the, the buzz for Mark Jackson right now is picked up. So I think Mark Jackson, you know, is probably like a, like in the media's mind, I think Mark Jackson has to be one like one of the top finalists right now for this spot. The top guy to get it. But I think Nurse right still needs to be like a guy who's predicted to be up there. So I'm not gonna, you know, say no to any other speculations, right? I mean, who knows? Right? We don't know what the Bucks are thinking. Everything's there's a lot of coaches, there's a lot of guys who could be a future Bucks coach. Again, I think Monty Williams, it's an interesting firing. He was two time coach of the year, last four seasons. You fire that guy. I think Williams wouldn't be a bad bad fit either with Milwaukee, but that's just me. So Monty Williams again on my list. And then also Nurse are my top two. And then Mark Jackson as well. I'm right, we've mentioned Warriors assistant. Um just pedigree, but um I mean they're putting him up there as guys getting interviews and stuff. He's gonna be number three on who likelihood and such so that's that's what i got for the milwaukee bucks i said it was just gonna be brief i do want to talk about next week though so again schedule wise it's interesting i'll be gone um for a week in on a again it's a finance and econ trip in vermont so we i'm, I'm working on putting together a schedule for next week i can tell you i'm gonna be recording again episode 115 of Drew Sports Crew probably on Saturday. So not too different, but Saturday you'll catch that. So I'll be able to fill in about more seedings for EWC. The Brewers stuff, it'll be cut short for Sunday. I'll do my best to get some sort of prediction out 
but I'll probably have it finalized for when it's up Monday. And then uh, Drew's College Athlete Spotlight, I had on Maddie Scherenbrock. Again, she is a volleyball athlete at the University of Wisconsin's Stevens Point. Had her on today, talked about her experiences with the club team, how they've competed nationally, and just the competitive nature of it. It's truly a force, right? Wisconsin club volleyball, especially collegiately, they've dominated at nationals. So pretty interesting story. Uh, great to hear. And it'll officially be out on Spotify, Apple, and all listening platforms next week. But if you want to listen early, check out YouTube on that. Otherwise, Journey to Millions is going to be live tomorrow at 4.15, 4, 4.15, probably more around 4 p.m. Central on YouTube, right right here, or Twitch. You can check it out both those places. Uh, Zach Rouse, Jared Vlosky will be joining me, talking schedule uh, for right, the NFL, as I was recently revealed. We'll talk some fantasy football trades, too. I've been having a lot of trades going, you know, had a lot of them going out. We had a rookie draft that wrapped up. We can talk about how that went. A lot of good content here um lastly i'll be previewing a dfs slate later this week probably maybe friday probably saturday morning so it might be a double recording day on saturday in the morning and night otherwise that's gonna wrap it up here for myself drew skyberg here on episode 114 of drew's sports crew thank you all for listening to another episode drew sports crew the perfect podcast for you